This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 6th of April. Justin, New South Wales residents are eligible for four vouchers worth 25 bucks each, basically to encourage spending in the state's hospitality sector. But some residents have actually been selling their vouchers on online marketplaces like eBay and Facebook. Cheeky, cheeky. Very cheeky. Brett Asik, aka the corporate watchdog, has sued Commonwealth Bank for charging customers like migrants, first home buyers, students, and pensioners a total of $55 million in monthly fees when it had no right to do so. Cheeky, cheeky. Cheeky indeed, Justin. And we have three really credible stories this fabulous Tuesday. Let's do it. For our first, Deliveroo had its long-awaited IPO last week and shares in the company fell by, what, 30% on day one? A complete disaster. (laughs) Oh no, not the way they would have hoped things would go, Brett. So what is the story here? Well, some background. We all know Deliveroo as the food delivery app that delivers to your front door. When you're hungover. When you're out of cooking ideas. Or when you're just being plain lazy. Now, it operates in a dozen countries, in Europe and Asia, including Australia, and has more than 6 million customers order food every single month. Now, Brett, like all new age tech companies, Deliveroo has actually never turned a profit. Ah. And that's since it was founded in 2013. And not just any loss, Justin, we're talking almost $400 million lost last year. That is a big, big loss. Deliveroo's IPO was one of Europe's biggest yet this year. But but sadly, it fell flatter than Ellen DeGeneres' reputation. In 2020. <laughs> Nonetheless, Deliveroo was still able to raise $2.6 billion from the raise at a valuation of $13 billion. Nice. So what's the key learning here? When investors look to invest in a company, they'll look at the revenue numbers, the user numbers, mm-hmm. and also any potential impending risks. For Deliveroo, the threat of tighter regulation around the flexible work arrangement it has with its riders is well and truly on the horizon. As we know, Deliveroo's drivers have previously been classified as contractors, i.e. they're self-employed. But the UK's top court recently ruled that drivers for Uber, Deliveroo's main rival, Mm -hmm. they should be classed as workers and not self-employed. And Brett, that means they're entitled to benefits like minimum wage and pensions. Not good for Uber and likely not good for Deliveroo. And that's because this obviously raises questions about the sustainability of its long-term business model. This episode of What The Flux is brought to you by LawPath. LawPath's online platform makes it easy to start a company in minutes. They'll help you hit the ground running in 2021 for less. That'd be legal docs, e-signatures, and advice. Check out lawpath.com slash flux to get started. For our second story, Volkswagen could end up in hot water over its big Volkswagen marketing stunt. Wait, this was a stunt? Bizarre <laughs> stuff from VW. So tell me more. Well, here's the context, Justin. Last week, Volkswagen announced that its US division will be changing its name to Volkswagen. That's V-O-L-T. Like battery, Volt. And it would use that new name in ads and on its electric cars. But now, Volkswagen has backtracked and said it's definitely not changing its name. Uh, We're just kidding. The whole thing was an April Fool's inspired (laughs) marketing ploy. But here's the thinking, Justin. Even if it was meant to be a gag, the move could land Volkswagen in a spot of bother. And why is that? That's because regulators may consider the move as potentially misleading investors. And Brett, it kind of actually did. Mm -hmm. Following the name change statement, Volkswagen stock briefly jumped about 10%. So what is the key learning here? While consumers do love a corporate gag, regulators do not. And you could mount the argument that this is not the sort of thing that a supposedly responsible global company Mm -hmm. should be doing. Public companies and gags just don't go together. (laughs) And Justin, there is a precedent for the US regulators taking action against cheeky cheeky statements of public companies. Talk me through it. Well, back in 2018, Tesla CEO slash Techno King, Elon (laughs) Musk, he had to pay a $20 million fine after he tweeted that he would take his company private for $420 a share. A joke about weed. And in this 
this case with Volkswagen, Wall Street analysts actually prepared and released a whole lot of financial analysis <laughs> about what the name change would mean for Volkswagen's strategic direction. Overall, though, this is great evidence of the power of the media and marketing and why companies should probably think twice before dropping their next corporate gag. For our third and final story, Coke Australia and Coke USA are breaking up. Ooh. That's right, the Coca-Cola company, i.e. the American Coke, they're cutting ties with Australia's Coke named Coca-Cola Amatol. The end of a sugary, sugary era. So what is happening here, <laughs> well, some background. US Coke originally bought 41% of Amatol, the owner of Coke in Australia, all the way back in 1989. Now, Fluxam, there are three Cokes in this story, so just stick <laughs> with us here. Recently, US Coke agreed to sell one-third of its ownership in Aussie Coke to Coke <laughs> Europe. But long story short, Coke Europe has said that it now wants to buy all of Coke USA's shares in Coke Australia. So now, Coke USA, i.e. the Coca-Cola company, will say, love you and leave you to Coke Australia. So what is the key learning here? Structural declines in the sugar drink industry is causing friction at Coke around the world. And how has that impacted Coke Australia, please? Well, Brett, firstly, Coca-Cola Amatil in Australia has underperformed significantly over the past decade. That's thanks to consumers moving away from sugary soft drinks mm -hmm. and towards bottled water and health drinks. So after three decades, it's time for Coke Oz and Coke USA to consciously <laughs> uncouple. <laughs> and it's not a big surprise, really, considering that most of Coke Australia's big moves over the last 30 years, they have pretty much been at odds with Coke USA's direction. Flux family, if there's something really educational you should do this Tuesday, it's follow Flux Finance on TikTok. We've had a few winners with the algorithm in the last couple of days, so check out Brett going nuts about business news. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.